Yeah, but like, you can't write him off the list. If they give Ange time, <laughs> <laughs> <I> still <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> away 30 goals from any team it's big but if you take away 30 goals from a team that rely on the 30 goals more than anyone else yeah completely without, without without Kane top I think they're a mid-table top just above just above mid-table he needs to score yes obviously we need a goal scorer did you see we don't score goals he's not played for us for what I don't 14 months no, I'm alright right. no he's just trying to make me out to be some thicket <laughs> no because he's he can't like Rose Martin Odegaard Hello and welcome back to the Eurofocus podcast. On this week, we're not joined by Connor this week, are we, Ben? We're not. Uh, no. As you can see, there's no dulcet tones coming from my right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Connor overslept today, so he's not here with us, but. We thought we'll bring the podcast to you with just me and Ben this week. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to uh, give a little excuse for him, but uh, no, we're going to tell the truth instead. Yeah, he overslept. Uh, sorry about that, everyone, but we're back, me and Ben, after the opening Premier League weekend. And I, it's good to be back, isn't it? It is, mate, it is. Like us born here. So uh, we've got Wolves versus Manchester United later. Uh, I will be there at Old Trafford, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll start with the weekend. With Friday night, we saw City beat Burnley. The what start of the season. Yeah. Back again, finally. Um, yeah, it's pretty much what we all expected, I think. Uh, Burnley surprisingly played well uh, against, obviously, the best team in the world. Uh, yeah, that freak scored a brace again. Um, freak. Yeah. I don't know what more we can say. It, it's just what you come to expect every week now. Yeah, I think Burnley put in a good showing. Yeah, I think they, sh- they should do all right. Obviously, mm. they won the championship last year. But yeah, played really well, to be fair. What was your thoughts on the red card? Touch and go, but I think in this day and age, it's it's gone. Yeah, I think it's one of those where it's just silly to go in like that at 3-0 down, isn't it, really? Yeah. I think especially in this day and age, not any, not especially with VAR, everything. Like, yeah. y- there's no kind of leeway anymore. So no, You don't go in like that, do you? Yeah, it- I mean, for me, I'd turn the game off by that point. I was watching uh, Nice against Lille. Ooh, I know um, which was better. Yeah, I think Lille equalised in the last minute. Mm-hmm. Decent header. Um, but yeah, so across the weekend we saw Arsenal beat Nottingham Forest. I think that that game for me, I think epitomises the Premier League in the way that Arsenal was so good and then get undone by one sensational bit of pace from Anthony Langer. Yeah, on, on Premier League debut. Uh, well, Premier League debut for Forest. Um yeah, they looked out of it and then they looked in it and then I think Arsenal were by far the better team. Uh, a nice stamp uh, a stamp on the league. But yeah, Forrest really surprised me. I liked a one-year's goal though. I do think that was... I think he's one of those players that when he started last season when he was fit, hmm. he was Forrest's best player and they missed that sort of presence in the first half before he came on. But I think the run from Alanga, we spoke about that on the way here, that was sensational. Yeah, on, on the left wing, cutting in. Mm. No. Put it on a plate. Uh, Gibbs White looks good, sadly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what more I could say about him. Um, I think it was good for Arsenal well. though, because I think Forrest did well that that sort of opening period before Martinelli's immense turn. And Eddie Nketiah, who seemingly scores every game, starts, <laughs> yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. It was, I really like that finish though, because it was whilst he took a deflection. It's if you get a shot away in the box. Low and with power like You've that. Got, it's a chance going, yeah. yeah. Especially crowded. Chance, yeah. It's so crowded. A crowded area. Um, but do you think that um, 
does that performance convince you that Arsenal could be there or thereabouts with the title this season? <laughs> no. Um, I don't think you can really tell by anyone until they come up yeah. against people who are going to be in contention as well. Um, obviously, last year, you can't... You know, they're definitely going to be up there. Um, if they're challenging for it or just kind of lingering in the top four, I don't know. Um, but yeah, best start you could possibly ask for. Saka's goal was amazing, wasn't oh, it? Oh, man, he's so that. good. He's... Uh, the last two seasons, really, since he missed that pen, he's just yeah, since the Euros, yeah. Considering he's mm. so young as well, he's just been unstoppable. And if he has a good season, then it, it you know Arsenal could push, but he's so good. I'm intrigued to see how long uh, Jurian Timber. We found out his name is actually Jurian. Jurian, yeah. At the weekend, but um, he's got a brother in he that is it. Final, was he gone as well? I'm not too sure. Is it his brother or just the same name? I, I don't know. I call myself the European football man and I'm not. I know, yeah, I know someone else in that Dutch <laughs> league called Timber. So, yeah. But no, I'm intrigued to see how long he'll be out for because he was up there in terms of my signings of the season. Um, I think he was excellent. I, so, I saw a tweet um, saying about when you're trying to counter attack against Arsenal and you see those three big physical centre halves against mm. you. It must be so demoralising. So many injuries this season from newly signed players that like, yeah. all around Europe really. Mm. I mean we saw Villa get demolished by Newcastle mm-hmm. um, on Saturday. Did, <laughs> yes. I didn't watch that game because I was out somewhere. What were your thoughts Ben? Well <sighs> I don't think Villa played extensively bad. Um, Newcastle very good. Um, yeah. Gordon looked great. Tonali looked fantastic. They just carried on uh, from last season. Um, it was the best best possible stamp uh, on other for all for it that you can have. Um, Villa, yeah, not not great, but not bad. Newcastle, unbelievable. I Mings think will be a miss though, won't he? Yeah, obviously they brought on Pau Torres. Um, t- <laughs> takes a while to get used to Premier League football I know um, but yeah Ming's kind of been a stalwart for Villa in the last few years um, yeah it's going to be a big miss Ben's favourite Ange Postacoglu yeah um, they great well, start I great thought. start they played decently well I think they're, they're not quite there in terms of their squad yet and we know that Brentford are always yeah, obviously the, uh, the elephant in the room I don't think we're going to talk about it just yet um, we're going to nail on it a bit later after we've got the Premier League out of the way but Kane has got on obviously um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's always going to be an awful battle. Miss, yeah. Um, yeah, Brentford look good. Um, they're, they're just a reliable side, aren't they? Yeah, like I say it quite a lot, a 7 out of 10 every week. Yeah. And then they have the occasional mm. 2 and the occasional 9. Um, but yeah, I think Tottenham are going to struggle if they don't sign someone ASAP to yeah, score I mean, goals. I was listening to Talk Sport um, this morning. I don't know if any of you have uh, listened to it. And it was... Um, just a Tottenham fan berating Richarlison really and actually of course what was it 60 million last year yeah. and actually Son to be honest I think Son's been off it for a while now hasn't mm. he I don't know why he's been given the captain's armband to be perfectly honest <laughs> it, it's one of them I think Ange is just kind of Ange <laughs> yeah uh, I think he just gave it to probably the second best player in the squad which is strange um, but yeah it's obviously a massive miss uh, Madison coming in if you were him, you'd be gutted. Harry uh, Kane's gone, yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, Richarlison needs to pull his finger out. Got brought for big, big money last year, and now... But it's not as if he's not decent enough at centre-forward anyway. I mean, we saw him for Brazil. He's yeah. always been reliable as Li- their starting yeah. number nine. 
I do like Richarlison, but I did get what that Tottenham supporter was saying on Talksport this morning about the sort of there's an air of laziness which I've seen about him for Tottenham, which I don't think has been seen. He certainly wasn't seen at Everton. Yeah. It certainly hasn't been seen for Brazil, where he doesn't. He's not proactive enough. Yeah, and at the end of the day, um, the only currency really for a striker is goals, and if you're not scoring. What are you doing? And it's, he's not been brought or brought for 10, 15 million. He's been brought for 60 million. And if, you, if you're not converting, it doesn't really matter what else you're doing, especially in that team. He's going to be highlighted like a sore thumb. I think yesterday's game between Chelsea and Liverpool, that was an interesting one for me because we'll get onto Chelsea in a bit. But I want to sort of talk about Liverpool's problems first because whilst we know, I, I believe that this season they will blow a few teams away because of the quality that they have Yeah. Um, but you, there was quite a few especially during build up yesterday where they just they were way too reliant on going long wasn't they Yeah. it's been the same for the last couple of years because that's the way they played the game but put, put it up there you, you, we know that, that Klopp is trying to transition to a different style of play but is he capable of that is my question but I, I saw a picture on Twitter yesterday comparing them to uh, uh, Brighton under, under De Zerbe, and it was who are probably the best vertical team in the league in terms of how they play passes through the middle and but Liverpool I saw the distances between the two centre-backs when Alisson had the ball and that's that it at first is a, a red flag anyway yeah. because you need to be more compact if you are trying to play this more possession-based style from the back and you, I do can't, have, you can't have gaps when you're trying no. to play compact yeah. and I do have question marks about Andrew Robertson in that left centre-back role because he's not as reliable in terms of you look at Arsenal who targeted Timber as that left-sided central central defender who can play out from the back and who's reliable in both the runs he makes with the ball and he's reliable on the ball as well that's not the player that Andrew Robertson is and I think that's an area they will have to target and if they will I don't know because they're still after a six which was that wasn't the main issue yesterday was it but a six doesn't solve everything I think obviously they're trying to be a lot more compact trying to keep session based football and getting a six in there that like I said will change a lot but from what we saw yesterday a world apart from where they've got to be yeah you still need to be more comfortable in all areas of the pitch at the minute they're too restricted to going long which completely negates everything which they're trying to do it voids everything they're trying to play because when, when we saw Robertson get the ball yesterday too often it was sent straight up the field and as I say, compared to Brighton, are probably one of the best examples to use. They have that ability to play long because of the more robust profiles which they have up front, which can capitalise on second balls. But with Liverpool, they were very reliant yesterday on that individual brilliance from Mohamed Salah in the first half. But it could have. That's been I'm interested Liverpool to see. Story, yeah, I'm interested to see which direction the game could have taken if the second Salah goal, if Salah's first goal, sorry, wasn't ruled out for offside, because. As I say, they lost a bit of control after that. And when Chelsea come into the game, I thought Chelsea were brilliant. Uh, first game under Maurizio Pochettino. Enzo Fernandez, uh, as I'm sure many of you know, uh, one of my favourite footballers in the world. He was excellent yesterday. Wonder. Got man of the match on Sky, didn't he? Or player of the match, <coughs> we should say. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, well, he was a shining light last season in a very, very below-par Chelsea team. <laughs> in a business I know he Chelsea came team, in yeah. January, just after the World Cup. Um, yeah, Rhys James obviously played really well. Uh, was on it all the time. Well, he, yeah, 
he does. He just needs to sort out fitness, injuries, uh, whatever. But yeah, Enzo, very, very good. Um, obviously, since we last spoke to you, um, Cam's player of the season prediction of uh, Nkuku is out. Yep. That was typical, wasn't it? Because the second that we got home and I started to edit the podcast last week, all the rumours started <laughs> circulating Everything about Lopetegui leaving. <laughs> Kane, um, we said, weren't going. Yeah, we said Kane wouldn't go to Bayern. I said Nkunku would be signing of the season. He then got injured. Yeah. It's so, just, so we might start live streaming, we don't know. Yeah, these podcasts might have to become live <laughs> and I can let you all abuse us. Yeah, Partic- yeah. Particularly Connor in the comments. Yeah, obviously I was out um, Saturday night um, for a mate's birthday and I got a few little digs about uh, incorrect <laughs> predictions. So, yeah, that's not Did us, you? that's just time, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, had a, I had a few. Uh, well, I took one on the chin for you, didn't cuckoo. Because uh, I said Lopetengu's going to do all right this season. He might, wherever he's going to be yeah. at. St- my prediction still stands. We'll talk about Wolves more later that I don't think we'll struggle. Yeah. I mean, looking at some of the sides in the bottom half of the Premier League, I looked at especially that Sheffield United team and I thought, if you're finishing below them, then you're going down. That was my yeah. way of looking at it. I see, I, I see I, some I of those sides. Agree. Everton looked very poor. Again, they, they did hit the woodwork. <laughs> Somehow they won't go down. <laughs> I, I said we'll probably touch on it later but obviously um, it's there's a lot of competition this year to go down and to to get good places probably top four uh, who out of this weekend do you see that's in trouble already I think you have to look at Luton and Sheffield United don't you Yeah. I think for Luton though it wouldn't be a shame if they went down for those anyway because they're always going to be predicted to go down aren't they yeah. and I think it's a multi-year plan and with Luton that it might just be a step too soon for them do, yeah year. do you think they've come too early possibly yeah but I'm also intrigued to see to see them this season I think they will get a few surprise results because they are a very robust and difficult team to play against and what was that have we just released our squad numbers have we it's just come up that Wolves have released our squad numbers <sighs> oh, we've, we've seen a few changes what have we got Joao Gomez number 8 which I'm sure we knew Ooh. anyway Oh, Cunha's still 12. Yeah, I'm going to him sure. Fabio Silva, 29. We've actually included uh, Gonzalo Guedes. He's got a squad, a squad number. <sighs> he, he, There's not that many changes. Matt Doherty, number two. Guedes. Oh, we'll talk about it later, actually. Yeah. Was Ike Nori three anyway? Yeah. Was he? Two? No, you don't. Was Ike Nori? He swapped it. Doherty's had Ike Nori, isn't he? No, no. Doherty took number two because we never had a two last season, did we? I thought it was Ike Nori. No. Was Ike Nori three? I don't know. I'm just thinking of Connor. <clears throat> Connor wore his eight top last week, so that's why I'm trying to think. Sorry for anyone listening who is not interested in the Wolf Squad numbers, but as you understand, me and Ben are Wolf fans. <laughs> what, um, what's Gary O'Neill's when he comes was, at half time? He was number three. I was more just interested to see what Fabio Silva got, to be honest. He's number 29. My boy. Yeah. My favourite Wolf um, player. So, yeah, interesting to see Guedes as well, in what's included. <laughs> what's. What do you reckon of crack is? Because there is a possibility that he's going to be gone before this. He's been uh, training with the squad, hasn't he? It, it just doesn't look like he wants to. Like if, if you're if you've been sort um, brought for big money, you don't go on loan the yeah, same season. I, there's quite a few misconceptions about Guedes that he's all of a sudden a bad footballer because no, of his no way, no way. Gonzalo Guedes is a fantastic footballer, but at Wolves it never worked out because he was brought in sort of a last minute thing under Bruno Large, wasn't it? It, it, it was. Large wanted to keep his job mm. and it was, well, we'll get someone. And it was, we needed a centre forward and we ended up targeting someone who wasn't a centre forward, which was glaringly obvious yeah. before. <laughs> and it, it didn't work out and he, he didn't really want to be here, did he? 
But I think he's been carrying an injury, so I'm not too sure as to whether he'll... Yeah, it, it was just... It was a nightmare for Wolves fans because kind of when you sign someone, he's been very good. Yeah, he's been very good, and then you get found out that he's gone to mm-hmm. his old club on loan. Um, it's just a bit of a bit of jarring, but yeah. We saw Bayern in Harry Kane's. Yeah. The curse yeah. continues, doesn't it? <laughs> to be fair to him, uh, he didn't come until three no. now. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd just like the uh, to see the. That image of him of Harry Kane uh, winning a trophy a day after he leaves Spurs. Well, the same day, isn't it? Yeah, you know, when it was announced, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, Leipzig were very, very good though. Um, Danny Olmo, hat trick. Mm. Um, yeah. Bayern ruined. He'll be there head. next week, I imagine. He'll have yeah. signed uh, Dan- to Bayern. Yeah. yeah, Danny Olmo. He's he's always been a weird player, but I think there's. Has there's he played big- for Spain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's big shoes to fill with uh, Sobers like leaving. Uh, Leipzig there and is more of, gone. yeah but they've made some good signings I'm excited oh, to God see them gone obviously yeah uh, Xavi Simons fantastic signing and Lois Appenda uh, from Lens 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 sorry I think Lens. that's how you say it yeah if uh, wearing uh, my Belgium top today yeah. uh, for Lois Appenda he played at the weekend uh, for Leipzig but um, same old same old for them really that they're they're probably not within a shot of winning the league yeah they're, they're probably they're probably going to be having a decent season, but not much more. Um, They'll always be one of the favourites for the cup competitions, I, I as just, they were last season. Yeah, yeah again. I, can't, I can't see anyone keeping up with Bayern. I, I, I say it every year, and every year I'm proving right. But I think that Bayern team with an extra 35 to 40 goals, which is probably what he'll score. Um, I, Kane to set the world alight in Germany and then win the Euros for England in Germany next summer. Mm. Is that what we're expecting? Hoping, not expecting. Um, but yeah, that team, that's what they missed last season, that little spark um, of what they've had, what Lewandowski for the last best part of a decade. I'm surprised it wasn't addressed earlier in the summer, to be honest, because I saw links with uh, Victor Ozyman uh, with them last season. The Mane experiment. Obviously Ronaldo last yeah, season also. That was also being spoken about, wasn't it? There was The Mane experiment never really worked out. I mean, I, I had doubts about him, about him anyway playing him in a more central role as the main man yeah as the main man yeah but with Bayern I think I'm going to stamp the mark here anyway and say that they will be the side if anyone is to challenge for the Champions League that isn't Manchester City yeah like we said like we said last week um, Real Madrid but I think it it might be controversial but I think we get into the point with City it might take a couple more years but I think they're eliminating any doubts in anyone now there'll always be that doubt um, the Champions League's a massive monkey off the back but I think they're getting yeah. to the point now where it's kind of like they're that good there's n- there's no like outside chance for it's, anyone it's like, it's like last season as good as they were people always said that maybe just maybe they'll have that off day they've never like, done it before yeah, 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 like they did in the Champions League before when Peppers made some quite frankly not starting Rodri yeah. in the Champions League in what 2021 I want to say yeah when they lost to Chelsea yeah, um, a lot of ridiculous decisions, but now it just seems to be ironing out all the creases, and they're ironed. And now it's just I don't get any like Bayern. Obviously, I reckon like you said, they're the closest to challenge for that. Even then, I think there's still a lot that Tuchel has to get right there. He hasn't had. I mean, he won the title for him last season on the, the final day, yeah. which I'm sure was gutting for all of us, to be honest, because everyone was willing Dortmund over the and line. And it they? was in Dortmund's hands. A, a win yeah, would have exactly. done it. 
that's what. <sighs> but I, I really like that. I mean, that buy inside. I mean, Jamal Musiala, unbelievable footballer. Um, the midfield is an area which I do have question marks about. It's not as it's not as good as it was a few years ago in terms of pace and power. Uh, Kimmich is always reliable and always dependable. They said that the one might sell him. Yeah, I'll keep seeing. Obviously, Chelsea came in with the uh, the interest. Oh yeah, Chelsea. (laughs) Chelsea have been calling him for everyone, though, haven't they? Todd Bowley looking in the shop window, seeing what's available. Oh, anyone, anyone that's interested in a player, it's just. You bet. Uh, even try this if you've got Sky Sports or anything on notifications. Look at anyone's interest. Go back twenty minutes later, and you'll see a picture and of Carsado. Yeah. yeah, you'll see a picture of he's meeting the agent. I can't believe it with Carsado though, because it was was it Fabrizio who tweeted it first, saying that the deal to Liverpool was done, and then within about an hour, yeah, he did the uh, the here we go Liverpool, and then about an hour later, it was. Um, he wants to go to Chelsea but the appeal of living in London I suppose um, and I think he's, he's always Chelsea has been spoke about for months hasn't it so I think he already feels a sense of loyalty towards the club I'm guessing well, he wanted to go last season he put out that uh, that um, what was it uh, thank you to the Brighton yeah, uh, did, and yeah in January I want to go, go and they didn't let him go to be fair to him like Mares at Leicester a few years back he did knuckle himself back down and yeah, he, he did his job the moon, the moon, um, yeah it was always coming. I think I'm surprised it weren't done earlier in the summer. Um, but yeah, he, he's done what he did. And I mean, we, we've seen what move. Brighton can do on a shoestring budget. Yeah. Imagine what they can do with 110 million. But maybe it, it's the opposite mm. in the fact that they can do it on a smaller scale. But we saw Southampton did that, didn't we? Yeah, because obviously ago. you've got a lot of you know upcoming upstarts there. Do you really want to bring in someone for? two players for let's say 70 million yeah. and disrupt all that I mean I'm happy with Brighton anyway because João Pedro scored at the weekend mm-hmm. he, for my fantasy team I thought it's uh, can't not have him with him being on penalties to be honest have Same. you uh, have you got a link for it uh, so then we can get all of the Euro oh, focus we, um, is, it, is it too late to start a league no I think you can I think you can do it to like uh, uh, to be fair I think you can do it like throughout the year yeah, but, we'll start a league then. Yes, yeah, so if... Anyone listening, I'll... Put a link on the next yeah, few days, I'll put it? a link on when I post the podcast. But well, I did quite well this weekend, 66 points, because last season I completely forgot about it. I, and, um, <laughs> until I've just, come, I've just yeah. come out of it. I know you put something in the group chat um, last week, but yeah, I'm going to have to... That's what I'm going to do on the train, that. Obviously, if you haven't got Haaland in, Haaland in your team... You're going to be struggling. We've, we've got um, a league with all the lads from work in there, and it's... There's the one lad who's a Liverpool fan, James. I'm sure you won't, men- you won't want me mentioning your name. Um, he doesn't oh, have James, what's yeah. coming? He doesn't have Haaland because he's a Liverpool fan. He doesn't have any City players in his team. <sighs> I understand going for the outside bet, but because you're a Liverpool fan, you, you're, not, you're not even in contention anymore now. <laughs> and as you can imagine, he's <clears throat> nearly at the bottom of the league. Who's at, who's at the bottom of the league? Um, can you share the uh, the squad? Leo Banks, sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> so we've got the old trusty four four two. Oh, we had nice. Stones who was injured. Mm. Trippier, two points. Ruben Diaz, zero points. Gabriel, one. He captained Odegaard, who got four. Salomon, Eze, Gakpo, uh, Watkins. Oh, and Jared Bowen got nine points on his bench. <laughs> that is tough. Haaland up front. Did he have Haaland? I don't think he did. Animal. What is it with these Liverpool fans leaving Haaland out? Yeah, he had Gakpo and, Wa- and Ollie Watkins. Oh, that's, that's yeah, that raucous. Is. 
Yeah, spent all your money on the defence and midfield. Then I've still got two play, well, three left to play tonight: Rashford, uh, Bruno Fernandes, and uh, Andre Onana. So I might be top by the end of tonight, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Um, get you posted. You can join in. Where am I in everything else? I mean, in the Talking Wolves League, I'm 602nd. I don't know how many that's out of. 602nd? Yeah, but I think there's, it's quite a big league. I want to see how many people are in this. 602? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> the podcast now has just become a discussion, hasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. There's no flow anymore. We just discuss things. Oh, I'm down to like 800 now, so there's quite a few in this. But shout out to Leo Banks. Sort it out, mate. Yeah, Leo Banks, sort your fantasy. Got to get your game up. Yeah, so obviously you'll put a link out. Yeah, ah, I'll, I'll put a link out uh, in the next few days anyway. Um, across the good luck, everyone, by the way. Yeah, good luck. There'll, there'll be about five of us in the league. It'll be me, you, me, Connor. you, Connor, Charles. <laughs> yeah, Charles, our friend who wants to come desperately to one of the podcasts. Yeah. Um, we'll do this if we get a thousand members on this uh, Eurofocus <laughs> dream team Charles can come on the podcast all I want is to get followers on Twitter so I can get the ad revenue now oh what's that Have you like seen all creator the, yeah all think. the ad revenue that goes on Twitter now there's people getting like 10 grand and stuff off like revenue from Twitter yeah I think you know Visa the old Burnley guy uh, yeah 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 I think he earned quite a bit. So yeah, follow me on Twitter. Anyone who's yeah, f- because... follow Cam on Twitter, please. Yeah, because I'm I might start charging you to subscribe to the website soon. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do like a um, Spotify, like a nine ninety nine. Yeah, I might have to do it. Yeah. Times are hard in this cost of living crisis. If if we get two thousand um, people on the Dream Team, we won't charge. But yeah, anyway, back onto the actual football <laughs> waffling for far too long. Um, across the continent, we saw Paris Saint-Germain struggle against Lorient. We? We. Yeah, all I the big stars it. were out. Um, Mbappe was sat in the stands with uh, Usman Dembele. And obviously, Nene, Neymar. Um, is, he, is he going? <laughs> medical's booked, in it? Mm. So, it... <sighs> It might work out. Oh, to be fair, it can't go any worse. Um, it might work out that Mbappe, Mbappe's kind of wanted to be the main man for a while. Um, probably the worst choice bringing Messi uh, in. Uh, they need a complete reset in terms of the, the signings have made this year has been yeah. all right. They've Obviously, been okay. let go Verratti, uh, brought in Skriniar. I like Lewis Enrique as well, but Thierry Henry summed it up perfectly for me a few months ago when they got knocked out of the Champions League. The thing is with Paris Saint-Germain is it's the old cliche of too many stars, but it really is true in this in this no. sense because they keep investing money and investing money and investing money, ignoring that there is a, a whole plethora of talent available yeah. in the French league. No, if you're an up-and-coming French uh, player and... As we've seen, France has no shortage of unreal players. If you look up and you want to go, I want to play for PSG because they're the biggest club in France at the moment, the best club in France, and they're not utilising that. And they're just throwing money, hoping to get success without any thought really being dictated into it. Which is why Pochettino never worked at PSG because he he came in um, then during the pre-season of his second season in charge. They made all these signings, which would have been perfect for his system. Mm-hmm. And then Messi come in and completely almost ripped up his plans. Yeah, I, f- I feel it, really sorry for Poch then. Because um, you can't not play two. Messi. Yeah. And obviously that one, that experiment never worked. Ended up with him being booed off. The problem the time, is it? no experiments ever worked. The only experiment yeah. that really kind of worked was that Ibra, Cavani, Thiago Silva era. And, oh, well, and that was it. The, the, the time when they got to the final, they, yeah, just, yeah. they just happened to face... But, An unstoppable Bayern Munich at that point. Yeah, but the problem is with PSG is 
if you're not winning, it is a fail. And because you're spending that much money, and but it, it's just so unwarranted money. Like there's no need for it, and there's no kind of plan. It's just, oh, he's playing well. We'll get him in. Oh, he's a good player. We'll get him in. There's no thought of how's he going to play, who's he going to play with. Like there was that period last year when it was just defence was all right, midfield all right, uh, front three unreal, very top heavy team. Yeah, I mean. For me, it's like I look at it and I just think that there is no real plan. There is no sort of where then that's where they need a complete cultural reset. No. This season won't be as clear cut for them in the, in the league because there are a number of good sides. Um, I watched Lille and Nice the other day. I thought both of them were excellent, to be honest. And Leon, before I did actually go to bed. I don't know what time it was, but I didn't watch the end of the Leon game last night. They, I think they were losing to Strasbourg. Uh, before I pl- before I went to bed, as I say. Fun um, fact: Arsene Wenger's birthplace, Strasbourg. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact with Ben. <laughs> it's we're back again. That's my second one. Yeah, we're missing Connor's stats this week, though. So, so you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think with Paris Saint Germain, we talk about City and that sort of monkey on the back that they had with the Champions League. It's ten times worse over in Paris, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. At least City were dominating the league. Like, I know they had a little bit of a. A one-two with Liverpool, PSG. Not the loser league a lot, and you're spot on. It's and just it, not as clear. It, it seems that every week I see something on Twitter about oh Paris Saint Germain have lost in an embarrassing performance, etc., and they still win the league by ten points. Yeah, it's like those football conspiracy theories yeah. that are like they lose PSG every lose every game but end up with ninety points yeah. and win the league. It's like the Chiro Immobile. Have you ever seen Chiro Immobile score a goal? Uh, but he's got like 200 goals. And he's still uh, the Serie A yeah, top yeah. scorer every single season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Serie A, uh, that opens next weekend mm-hmm. as well as Bundesliga. Yep. Serie A, my... Uh, Your speciality. My area of expertise. I'm really looking forward to the season, to be honest. There's, I think I said last week, there's a number of teams that can win the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, You said six, didn't you? Yeah, I'd say between five and six, yeah. And I bought my new Atalanta shirt yesterday off Vinted. Get yourself on Vinted. Little uh, for, plug, for, little for plug. Tops. We're yeah. trying to get these uh, sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Atalanta Bergamo and my now uh, <laughs> they're, they're sponsoring Europe. Or which, shall we sponsor them with the money that we have? Listen, if there's any um, football teams out there that do want Eurofocus as a sponsor, reach out at um, the website. Yeah, I'm not re- sure what our email my, is. My Cal- email address is in uh, on everything. You can find that and get in touch. But um, no, I bought my. I was just looking on Vinted at football tops yesterday. Got an Atalanta one because <laughs> I thought it looked nice. But they've made some good signings. I think they're sort of uh, plugging the gap between themselves and the top sides. Uh, Charles Catalara from AC Milan never really worked out. Um, it is a loan deal with an option to buy. As I say, wearing my Belgium top today. So, mm-hmm. got to represent yes, the boys. The um, Robin Gussens is going to Union Berlin. That's uh, someone who's leaving. Italy. Well, he's German, isn't he? So, might want to go back home. Yeah. But initially, as I say, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I don't think it'll be as clear-cut this season. I think, I said last week with Napoli that it wasn't a case where, obviously as brilliant as they were, uh, everyone else was did have a sort of blip. Mm. And they have lost their manager as well, Spalletti. Go on then, Cam. Quick three, top three. I did changes all the time, um, if, to be honest. Well, this for the... So, obviously, this is now to the end of the season... We'll look back on it at the end of the season. Who's your top three? Inter, I think they'll go the full the full way this season. Um, Napoli, I think will still be up there because they've still got a very good squad. Yeah, They're, I don't think they'll live up to the hype and the heights of last season. Hard to though, really. Yeah. It's very hard to because they were streets ahead of everyone else in the first like, three quarters of the season. They were, 
but it, it, most it, informed it's team in the because world. you look at the, the table last season and behind Napoli it was it was chopping and changing every week there was one week Lazio would be up there who eventually ended up finishing the highest um Roma had a bit of a spell where you thought they were the favourites to get into Europe. Can you see Roma doing anything in the league in the near future? Obviously, under Jose. Not, I can't see them winning it. They'll obviously be in that sort of fight around the top end of the table. Yeah. Um, But there's still a long way to go uh, with Roma. Keeping Dybala fit is massive because they're so heavily reliant on him. Uh, Tammy Abraham had a wasn't as good as he was the previous started before. Yeah, started all right, and then they're still a very very good centre forward. Don't get me wrong, but I think with Roma, there is still that hill they've got across uh, AC Milan yet again still a very good side I think they're all very even to be honest probably another thing with AC going back to the Prem is the loss of Tonali who was their yeah, talisman that, I, don't even, I don't think he was their talisman either to be honest he was their main guy and that's what, that's what I think they're going to struggle this season but I think he was the guy who held it all together in the middle I'm not too sure I think I like Sandro Tonali but Raphael for me is undoubtedly. Oh yeah, probably, undoubtedly probably, they don't win if he doesn't score. He's the, in my in my my honest opinion, the best player in Serie A. Yeah, Raphael. Um, that they that's another conspiracy for it. They don't win if he doesn't score. And yeah, it's weird. It's weird that, that yeah, it's very true. Juve, I spoke about last week. Um, I think that yet again, it's still transitional sort of period for them uh, there's still talk about Allegri yeah we had a talk on the, on yeah, the train and, and we went for about 20 minutes that, that yeah. Juve situation I've got a piece coming out uh, this week on Italian football and basically why it's systematically unfit for purpose Yeah, uh, goes into detail about um, the recent Juventus scandal uh, financially with them getting deducted 15 points then get, being given the points back and then and deducted again yeah um, I have read it and it's his best bit of work so yeah, yeah give that a little read as I say Italian football is always something I've enjoyed so yeah. I'm looking it's a bit of a longer one that's why it's taking a bit long to get out yeah, yeah. Um, but no I'm looking forward to Serie A this season I think that it's not got it's obviously not the Premier League we know and I'll touch on we, that in we've the got to the point now we where nothing's the Premier League now though it's mm. with the rights TV rights everything the Prem it's not even we are obviously too in, uh, we're English both it's not um, even bias is it it's but no it, it's clear cut now and I think everyone can see it um, we're not saying that you know there's not unreal teams out there but I think the Prem is gonna just go on a surge now and we might mm. see in the next you know five to ten years the majority of English teams winning it uh, winning the Champions League and that's just because the money's here now and it's not going anywhere and then we've got in Italy as well Fiorentina I expect another good season from Conference League finalists I thought they probably should have beat West Ham in that final to be honest yeah super Bowen to the rescue I suppose what a moment as well but um, Vincenzo Italiano their coach I expect him the most Italian name ever yeah I expect him to get a move to the bigger side soon how old is he? he's quite he's not that old I'd say I need to do more research on this. Manager's ages isn't exactly my speciality, but he's one of the best sort of up-and-coming coaches in the game. Mm. They say um, he's not old. Yeah, I don't think he's that old. Sorry for this momentary silence. Vincenzo Italiano. 45. 40, yeah. Baby but, in manager yeah, years, yeah. A very good side to watch. Um, very entertaining. I expect him to have a similar career path as maybe Roberto Di Zerbi. Mm-hmm. Not quite at the level of Di Zerbi because Di Zerbi is one of the 
smartest minds in football. And I'll never get that last year. You know when he first come in and there was all the talk about oh, he's never managed in the Premier League? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's such I, an overrated... I think that's the cliche, isn't it? I think we're starting to worm out of it. To but, break away from that. Yeah, no real... Every manager that's come into the Premier dominated. Surprisingly, never even started off in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, Pep got it when he first came in. He still gets pelters now saying that he couldn't do it without money, but he gets those jobs for a reason. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, like... We have a lot, we hear a lot of it, you know, they've never done it in the Premier League, um, they never started in the Prem. Sorry to break it to you, but players don't, the greatest players in the world haven't. And we are getting to a point, like I just said, where the Premier is dominating, but out there there is some real managers and real players that will take the Prem by force. I'm excited to see it in the next few years. So, for the final bit of the episode, a bit of a shorter one this week, because as I say, it is only the opening weekend um, we are going to our predicted. In fact, no, we'll do Man United Wolves first. Oh Sorry yes, yeah. Okay. Just quick thoughts ahead of that. We're doing this time now is twenty five past ten in the morning. We've had to come early for this, hence why Connor overslept because yeah. And um, just to point out again, he's still not up. Yep. So yeah, well done, mate. Yep. He understood my reasonings as to why we had to do it early, being as I'm going to United away later, mm-hmm. and he's overslept. Now, if if you are at the United uh, Wolves game, uh, say hello to Cam. Say hello, yeah. Well, and if you are at the executive at United Wolves, say hello yeah. to Cam. Well, I'll be with the Sky Sports cameras later. Yeah, obviously you, Eugene, have tearing it up tonight on the circuit. A few beers after. A few beers, definitely a few beers. It's good to be back. To be honest, first away game of the season. First game of the season. Yeah, I wish it was on on the Saturday though. It was so depressing when you see all of your mates at the. Well, mostly Villa fans. Gets better get, when the loss goes to Newcastle. <laughs> and then you've got to wait till Monday night for the first game. It's what a bit time are you getting back, do you reckon? Oh, it'd be well after midnight. <sighs> well, gap fin- game won't finish till 10, will it? And then, right. yeah. Hour and a half, two hours, two hours mm. back. Oh, well, the things we do for our football clubs. But yeah, just quick thoughts ahead of that. <sighs> Mate, um, it's a tricky one. Obviously, we've had a little bit of turmoil this summer. Hmm. Um, you know, United have had their fair share too. Um, yeah, exact first game of the season. You just want to get your points tally up on the board. Um, I'll take a draw. Uh, it's obviously going to be an uphill battle. They're a good side, um, but they're going through their own thing also. Um, yeah, but like we say every week, we talk about us. We just need to score. Yeah, Gary O'Neill's first game uh, in charge. Less than ideal situation with him being brought in with less than a week to go, but. Whilst I'm not too convinced that about the appointment in the sense that I think he's just a yes man for the owners mm. compared to Lopetegui, but he's, and he's not the statement appointment that yeah. Lopetegui was, but he's... It's stamped, it's stamped on it, didn't it? And I now, think systematically it makes the most sense because his, the way his Bournemouth side played last year... Did very well last year. Very similar to us in when they played in that 4-4-2. They were great to watch at times. Yeah. Solanke and Billing were fantastic, I'm expecting that sort of front two to maybe have carry similarities with Silver and Cunha if those two were to start Mateus Quint- oh, I wrote my first piece for Talking Wolves last week uh, recommend you go and read that if you are a Wolves supporter but what we could expect under O'Neill and as I say I think there are quite a few similarities I think if Cunha plays he has to play in that real sort of second striker role doesn't he we saw at times last season when Wolves were quite frankly abysmal and toothless in the final third yeah that you were playing our record signing as a number nine and it was a lot like Havertz at Chelsea where it's just a square peg in a round hole 
Yeah. And that approached... Sorry, Ben's just messing with his headphones. Sorry, my big ears got clogged up. <laughs> so, um, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to later. I think I'm not expecting three points at all. I don't yeah. think we can, just, especially just on with, the board. with the managerial situation considered. But as long as there's a decent start from the players and they look as if they're buying into the ideas of O'Neill. Yeah, look, there's no excuses. Um, I know when you get into the dog days of the season, it gets, you know, the old adage of people are tired. You've had, you know, the best part of two months off now. After not a great season last year, new managers go out and play football. But what I think what helps the situation as well is that Lopetegui's departure was agreed with the club before... Yeah, like it, it a, could a few been, weeks ago anyway. Yeah. So it's not as if the, it's come as a shock to the players. Six days is it's a liberty. Like six days before the start of the season, we've we've obviously we've FFP. We've struggling with signing players anyway, um, and then to get the news six days before that Missing our statement manager gone. is is gone. That's the frustrating thing because we spent so long trying to get him. Yeah, we've we've wanted someone like that for years, and pro- well, all the time since Nuno's departure yeah. really as well. And then we've got this bloke who obviously managed top clubs in Spain, the biggest club in the world, Spain. Obviously, that didn't go great. Porto. Um, Yeah, and then we got him at the Wolves, played some great football last season when he came in. um, And then we get told, we're not signing anyone. Well, we can't. And he's gone. That's the frustrating thing because you know that you don't get a manager of that calibre. Every day. Without promising him something to build upon. And he wasn't given that. Um, you can understand his frustrations. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a whole situation that I don't want to spend... We could go on for hours about Wolves, to be honest. Um, but score prediction? one all. one all. No. As I say, oh, I can't see us getting a win tonight. Fabio Silva and then yeah. Bruno scores for them. 2-1 United. 2-1 United, I'm saying. We'll, we'll equalise to make it 1-1 and we all think that we're going to win the league and then Bruno carries my fantasy team yes um, what have you got Bruno yeah and Rashford and Onana so preferably if we are going to lose don't score Wolves because I want my Onana clean sheet <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is talking Wolves Cam Smith oh yeah but, <laughs> no only if we are going to lose yeah, yeah, if we're yeah, going to win yeah. I won't care okay yeah, yeah, yeah. but if we are going to lose just so don't if score. it's if it's a 2 nil, you're going to yeah if, if, we, if we're going to lose, I hope that Jose Sar gifts the ball to Bruno Fernandes or something. Okay, yeah. yeah. That Portuguese linker. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, we're going to end the episode talking about our predicted Premier League team of the season. Um, same rules as what when we did our sort of 11s last year. We can't use more than, th- more than three players from a single club. Hang on, let me check. No, because Ben usually ruins this and ends up with like... Okay, well, we'll cut this out, won't we? No. Uh, what? No, we're doing this live. No, I mean, like, me checking. No, we're not going to... Are we not? No. This is where I have eight City players <laughs> on accident. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweet. He's fine. So, in goal, I've gone for Ederson. I've gone maybe partially biased, um, maybe... Um, just because I've got to get a, a couple of City players in. Um, I've gone with Jose Sarr. I think... Jose Sarr? Yeah, I think... Uh, Boys, we, we need a new podcast guest. <laughs> if, um, I know he's out, but... I think, oh, 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 outrageous, and I just wanted to get a Wolves player in because no one else. 
<laughs> yeah, there's too much bias on these podcasts now. No, but no, we've just gone downhill. I think two years ago was great, um, yeah. and obviously I'm doing it tactically. It also, if we get last season's Jose Saro or the season before, yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah, like I just said, I have got to try and get in a. Um, Getting filling, some filling space for City players. Yeah, so obviously, hopefully, Sark can have a great season. But yeah, I was looking at the Arsenal keepers, but then I realised that if Roy is coming in, what's that? What's Ramsdale yeah. doing? Uh, full right, right sided fullback Trent Alexander Arnold. I know he's plays a more central role now, but he is Same. on paper a fullback. Same. Yeah. And then I'm going with Zink. Zinchenko. Have you? Yeah, I think last season um, thrives in the Arsenal squad. He's not going to play as much this season, though, is he? <sighs> I don't know. But I think what I saw last season, just going off last season, I don't think there's many you know, left backs that I I had Luke Shaw. <laughs> That's the problem. Like he's just he's either great or not great. I think Luke Shaw was one of the probably the best, maybe alongside Esther Pinion. Yeah, yeah. In the league, very good season last season. Um, but yeah, I just I think Zinchenko, from what I saw last season, yeah, he might not play a lot, um, but hopefully he does. I do rate him a lot, and I think he was solid, solid, solid for Arsenal last year. And then I've got Saliba and Botman. Saliba, as I say, I'm trying to save room for City players similar to you, and I thought who's Saliba I was going to have anyway, yeah. but then I thought for, with Botman, I thought who's probably the best outside of maybe Arsenal City. It was between him, uh, Lissandro and Martinez at first. Lissandro, big admirer of him. I know he gets a lot of pelters for his height, yeah. but still a very, very good central defender. But I decided to go for Botman, and I made this prediction after Newcastle's got win Botman. yesterday. You've got mm. Botman as well. I made this after Newcastle's win, so I guess I was sort of on a, yeah. on a Newcastle wave. So mine are Botman and Saliba. Oh, we're the same then. Oh, did you go Saliba? Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you said Diaz. No, I don't no. know. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm saving room for City players. Oh, oh yeah. Because I've got Rodri at the base of my midfield. Yeah. Then... I've got the two Fernandez players, Bruno and Enzo. I've got one, and then my others are De Bruyne, who, as you know, if you did listen to a podcast, massive, massive fan of him. Um, I know injured, um, and he's very injury prone recently. Well, in the last couple of years, um, but yeah. And then I've gone with. You can just never. I oh, know we had a joke about it last week. You can't write him off in terms of him racking up no, but 10 he, goals. He could, he, could play, yeah. he could play 15 games this season and he could get an assist every game. And then I've gone with Erdegaard, who Erdegaard. I also really, really like last season. He's looked absolutely unbelievable. The thing is with Bruno, with Bruno, with Kevin De Bruyne, though, is not just the numbers that he puts up. It's in, in those big games as well. We saw against Madrid in the away leg at the Bernabeu, that goal out of nothing against Arsenal when he was fantastic in both at the Emirates and at the Etihad where that sort of swung with the title race as well yeah. that's where for me you can't write off De Bruyne but I decided to go for Bruno Fernandes um, just putting up ridiculous numbers year on year yeah. did, did he go kind of under the radar? He, he started to yeah because people looked at his standards when he first came in and he's then he was very much people he passed the eye test then didn't he oh, that, that that one season mm. uh, it might have been when his first was it yeah that season was absolutely ridiculous but now he does a lot more a lot more dirty work in that United side last season he was required to a bit more in that sort of skipper now as well well official skipper yeah, yeah he's got the armband and then I couldn't ignore Enzo Fernandez. I made this he was absolutely oh, fantastic mate. yesterday and whilst as somebody who's watched Enzo for a long time at Benfica uh, since well, I say a long time he was only there six months really but <laughs> since his links to Wolves last summer um, I took more of an interest in him and he was unbelievable for Benfica one of my favourite midfielders last season then burst onto the scene at the World Cup 
that that World Cup, everyone was kind of saying that you know he's had a good World Cup in that Argentina uh, Argentina team. You don't spend big money on him. It, yeah, you pl- yeah, you throw cash at the, the next Hammers or yeah, Vin, didn't and they? then. And then, like last season, it was tough for anyone but Chelsea. Look, looked really good in a below-par Chelsea team. And then, I know we've only played one game this season, but yesterday... He's the best player on the pitch yesterday. By far, by yeah. far. I mean, he's your typical all-action midfielder in terms of he's comfortable in deeper areas. Com- I mean, was the ball... One, one of the balls that he played over, I can't remember who it was to yesterday. But he's got such a brilliant passing range. So calm. Oh, yeah. So calm. He, he's everything you want in a central midfielder. I don't. I didn't like it last season when Chelsea deployed him as a lone six because that negates every bit of quality that he has. But he is comfortable in defensive areas as well. He's just a very comfortable midfielder, and I expect him to. In this Chelsea side, he'll look much improved under Maurizio Pochettino. Oh, uh, can I make a disclaimer? What's this? Um, <laughs> I've just noticed. You know, when you go through stuff in your head. Yeah. Earlier, uh, we were talking about um, Liverpool and we were going about how they're trying to be compact. And I went, yeah, but they are signing Caicedo. So I uh, thought you were at Chelsea. So, yeah, just if- Is that for earlier? Yeah. So, well, it, you, you, we can say love you in that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, just, we'll dub it. But if we don't dub it, yeah. Yeah, that, that be, that's being kept in now. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, if you did chat, um, chat rubbish about me earlier, I'm correcting it now. So yeah. I'll take apologies at underscore Ben Aston on Instagram. <laughs> It's um, centre forward. I'm guessing we've got the robot. We have. Um, I don't know how you can not. Uh, the only person that could, like, I think, compete with him was the man who's just gone to Bavaria. Mm. Um, but yeah, mate. And I feel like I've broke my own rules with the wingers because I used to lambast Connor for having Grealish on the right when I said. See, no, I wanted to do it. Team. I wanted to do it. No, but I've had Saka and Saka. Salah, who I know they're both right-sided players, but I feel like they're just. In terms of a team of the season, yeah, I've had. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's my fourth. <laughs> uh, I've had Martinelli. So you got, have you got four Arsenal players? I've got, hang on. No, Saliba, Saka, Erdogan. Oh, you have as well. <laughs> oh. He does this every time. Sorry. We need to start building our all right, teams. All right, in I'll take Saliba and I'll put Kilman in. <laughs> put Kilman in, yeah, just sign the new deal. <laughs> Captain. Captain, um, fantastic. Yeah, I'll, Salah, you just can never write him off. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know if the rest of the side might let him down if it's too over-reliant. And that's the only problem. You know he'll score then goals. Again, he still scored 19 Premier League yeah, goals. You know he'll score campaign. goals, but sometimes it does hinder what you think about the early season. Mm. Like last season, I remember we did our team of the season and we didn't mention Salah. And that was pure just because of how bad Liverpool did. And I think some players go under the radar at big clubs if they have a bad season. Mm. I think Saka is just improving year on year, isn't he? I think he's the best, besides Vinicius, the current best wide man across the continent in terms of he's so... that In that Arsenal system as well, acting as a touchline winger as well, he's so comfortable in wider areas. And then you've seen him for England when he operates more centrally in that sort of half space, the way he scored from against Forest. He's so... Um, versatile as a winger yeah, and his output as well he got double figures last season for both goals and assists on the subject of English youngsters Foden we've not mentioned him today um, I know last season plagued a little bit it's a big season for him this yeah. year I, I think he's kind of he's been getting the plaudits of being the next big thing for a couple of years Saka's coming up now and going well I'm not a talent anymore I'm, I'm here now but it is Foden difficult needs to do in that, that city side too 
mind, maintain a place consistently because we know how much Pep rotates. Yeah. And then Grealish was riding that wave of excellence last year as well. It was difficult for Foden, really. I know you've had him the same. Do you think the same of Grealish this season? Just to touch on that before we go into Foden. What was that, sorry? Um, just before we do go into Foden, yeah. do you think same? I know you've had him in your team this season. No, I, I, no, I haven't. Grealish? I was just saying, I was oh, saying oh. about how Connor, how I had him last year. Oh, right, Connor yeah, tried yeah. to put Grealish well, on the Well, do you think Grealish the same again this season? Or? Um... He didn't play the other day, did he? But then again, they've got the Super Cup coming up on Wednesday, so I understand Resting. Pep will have things in his mind. And we know what Pep's like yeah. in that sense. That It's why it's frustrating having City players in your fantasy team, isn't it? Yeah, you know yeah. that he can just drop somebody for somebody but equally as they've good. They've got the capacity to do that. Um, I, I've always liked Jack Grealish. He's not somebody who's going to get you ridiculous output, but what he brings to a team is calmness on the ball. Obviously, his ability to win fouls, which a lot of people do criticise him for. It's but part of the game, mate. On Foden, I think it's a massive season for him with a somewhat poorer, not poorer season. Obviously, no, I'd, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with yeah. you. I think it's a massive season for him this year. I think he, that. Did you see the touch against Burnley? Oh, when he brought his touch is world class. I think he's it's, the most talented English footballer. No, by far, Na- naturally gifted. Like you look at the videos when he's like nine, ten, playing yeah. with sixteen-year-old. Naturally, unbelievable. But just seems to when he plays in the big games he just kind of just slows down a little bit doesn't play his natural game he, doesn't get the rhythm have you got any honourable mentions I had yeah. I had well, Kevin you go first. I had Kevin De Bruyne you can't we keep saying you can't write him off um, but I just don't see him I don't say that playing the amount of games as our other midfielders I had <laughs> Then two players that did actually get injured. I had Christopher and Kunku, which is why yep. I would have had him in. Who was your um, the player of the season that we did a prediction last week? Yep. That was Cam's. Jurian Timber. I probably would have had him instead of Botman. I just don't know that much about him, if I'm honest. Like I've saw him play a few times. Yeah, he was, he's but... fantastic. He's so comfortable and versatile. He can play anywhere across the back line. He's on the ball abilities in terms of he can invert, like we saw Zinchenko do last year. Yeah. He's he's got brilliant amounts of pace, brilliant amounts of power, and he's somebody who is quite frankly more my. If Nkunku wasn't signed, my signing of the season. I think um, also going back, um, the reason why we're doing Max free is because there would be a lot of players from City. Yeah, just be look at their City whole back line. Um, obviously, Gradiol, who's just signed, um, Diaz, absolutely unbelievable. Um, Stones, who was injured this week. Uh, Rodri, who was... You look at those centre-half options, yeah. though, and you, you, you look at Imeric Laporte, who was once considered the only centre-back who could challenge Virgil van Dijk yeah. a few years ago. Now he's somewhat of a bit part of player. Nathan Ake, more than... Probably. Ake's been playing on the left really well, mm-hmm. to be fair. And then you look at, but, as you say, Diaz, Stones and What's Vardy going on with Cancelo? I know Barca are interested. Yeah, but... that one's been... It's been circulating for a while because he's not going to stay at City. Mm. We know that because he doesn't want to be there. I'd have him. I'd have him yeah. His spell at Bayern was good. He played well for Bayern. He played probably 15 games in the league, yeah. played in the Champions League. But, but Bayern aren't a side who are going to go and throw 70, 70 million, million pounds pounds when they, yeah. they've just spent on a full back yeah. as well. Uh, Bayern it, had different priorities. It's so un-German to spend 100 million on a striker. And yeah. I'm so surprised. To be honest, though, Germany, that's the reason I never thought it'd happen. I, I was actually I was doing some research into the German national team the other day. The Mannschaft. Yep. And since 
And even since Miroslav Klose, they haven't really had a centre forward, have they? And he was even, Polish. Exactly. <laughs> and you look at their centre forward issues recently, and for a country that that's actually a really good point. For a country that used to match, maybe Mario them. Gomez, I suppose. But he was, he was before Klose, wasn't since Klose no. retired fourteen. Oh, we're talking about retiring. Yeah, in oh. terms of like impact uh, on the German national team, Gomez hasn't really played since. Yeah, everyone thought it was going to be Muller. But then he kind of dropped back. Mm. Everyone thought then it was going to be Timo Werner. It's never really worked. I suppose, out for I suppose it's st- still early days. Germ- German football um, internationally. Uh, at the yeah, but th- they've done it before. Like if you look at that period from like 2003 to 2008, mm. uh, the rim final each of those um, corresponding years. That was just a poor. Um, little um, output and then they came back and then summit with the Germans they just come back and win stuff so no doubt look look forward to Germany hosting the Euros next year but I was was reading the comments on a YouTube video I was watching and a lot of Germans were basically saying that they hope they get embarrassed at the home tournament to basically kickstart a a cry of help a a big change uh, within the the way that their national team system is run Hansi Flick still hasn't won people over uh, with, with the national team, really, they were put well at the World Cup. They weren't that bad. It was just that loss against Japan and that, that sort of frantic ten-minute period in which they conceded the two goals. I, I think what? with Germany, you kind of have this. They've always got to do well because yeah. they're the Germans, and then when they don't, it's highlighted so much. And they were they, they were proven wrong with Nicholas Falkrug, who, when he played, he's, I think he scored three goals at the tournament, did he? Did he, did he score three? He scored a few, mm. yeah. So, I don't know how many, but he, he, yeah. scored, he scored a few, yeah. When he played, I remember watching it, and you, you were thinking, why has he not been playing from the start? Yeah. And that is the common consensus as to, if they if he would have played against Japan particularly, then they wouldn't have been knocked out in the group stage. Yeah, there was always kind of the, like, we're holding on for too long, and now they're doing the opposite of... We're just not having any experience whatsoever. And that's the problem where you've obviously got a lot of young talent in that German team. You do need people to kind of rally them and you can't just go in with, you know, 20 to 25-year-olds yeah, exactly, without having yeah. that slight bit of experience mm. in the squad. And I think that's what's going to happen. I don't know how we've gotten to this German, the yeah. Mannschaft football. Um, you are from Germany. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, give us your thoughts. But no, we'll leave that there. Um, it's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. There'll, there'll be more in the coming weeks because obviously it is the opening weekend. There's not too many talking points as of yet. And obviously, two of the leagues haven't started well. Yeah. yeah so. And the transfer window is still in full flow. Yeah. We quickly. Any rumours? Not that I can think of big yeah. Kaiser, Obviously, Ward Prowse, Maguire look like they're going yeah. to West Ham. Yolo to Villa. Yes. Replacing the injured Emmy Bundia. Now I'm sure you're going to find uh, we're going to find something out in about an hour that will make oh, this yeah, podcast definitely. null and void. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I look forward or to that. My fantasy team will get ruined tonight. <laughs> Harland, <laughs> Harland will get injured today. Yeah, Harland will get injured, and then we have to scrap everything, and we'll come back and re-record. Everyone snapping their ACL. Oh, Kepa to Real Madrid because of mm. Courtois is out. Yep. So yeah, but yeah. I imagine so it's going to happen today yeah. so yeah but yeah I'll s- well, thank you all for listening thank you. it's time to get back home get changed and then it's a trip to Manchester so yeah uh, thank you all for listening we'll see you all next week when hopefully there'll be quite a few more talking points after the and another person here and Connor back as well <laughs> this, this was a bit of a makeshift episode so as always thank you all very much and I'll see you all next week
Thank you.